Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, it's William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Tanya on from Become, and we'll be learning about the business case, the use case for why customers and prospects uh, choose Become. So, uh, Tanya, do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Become. Sure. Thanks a lot, William. Hi, everyone. Tanya Jansen, the CMO and co-founder of Beacom. And what Beacom does is a cloud-based solution uh, designed to manage the end-to-end compensation. So all aspects of how you your people. And, you know, a bit of background. We started this company around 13 years ago. Um, seeing that there was, you know, there was a gap in the market. There were, you know, solutions out there for to manage your HR transformation, but all of them um, seemed to lack the the I'd say richness and depth of functionalities needed to properly address such an important topic such as comp and and use it for what it's meant to be used as, which is a um, a strategic differentiator to attract and retain people. Um, you know, all topics that have uh, gained in abundance of a importance, I'd say, over the last couple of years, given um, given the, the dynamic environment that we're in. I love it. And 11 days ago, you announced some, some rather uh, compelling news. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we did. Um, it was um, one of the biggest... Uh, Biggest investments uh, we've taken uh, since our history, uh, partnering with um, with a company called uh, Sumeru, and you know, again, I think it comes down to to what's happening in the market. It's really now now is really the right time to to be you know looking at HR transformations that will in fact uh, or HR technology that will in fact transform. Um, the, uh, the the lives and the experience of not just HR, but every employee of an organization. Um, so that was a that was a big driver um, with uh, with with uh, the partnership that we announced with with Sumero and and how we want to use that partnership in order to uh, you know attack the market more <laughs> awesome. more um, more than we've been, we have well, been over the last couple of years. Well, congratulations! Uh, fundraising is never ever easy and. Uh, it's just, it's really great news. I, uh, Tanya, I hate software categories, like, like despise them. However, HR budgets, recruiting budgets, they're built in Excel, generally speaking. Um, and there's a line, there's a, there's a, there's a row, there's a column. Um, where do people tend to think of become? Um, it's, uh, that's, that's the first time I think I've ever asked that question. Um, it, it definitely falls under the, under the Gumpenven category, mm-hmm. uh, under HR. There's also a piece of it that sits within, within sales, head of sales, if we're looking at sales incentive, sales commission. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's other buying centers as well, either from finance or risk and compliance. You know, if you're, if you're looking at, uh, the compliance aspect of, of, you know, internally and externally, how, how you pay your people. So there's different, I think you can attribute one general line item, but with different, um, different stakeholders, uh, and buyers that might be, uh, might be involved, but typically it's an HR software or it's a, a sales software or, or both uh, right. in our case. 
and and comp sometimes comp and benefits here in the states it gets thrown together comp benefits it gets this umbrella of total rewards like it gets lumped in with a bunch of things uh but but comp everyone cares especially today hopefully everyone cares about comp <laughs> well <laughs> if know. they didn't they they, yeah. they do now so. <laughs> yeah, truth yeah. I, I remember starting in hr 100 years ago and uh, our, the the person that uh, that was training me said listen you can mess up everything in hr you can literally make mistakes in everything in HR performance, 360 degree feedback, whatever. You can't mess up paychecks. You just can't. This is the one thing you cannot mess up. And true then, true now. But yeah. what's interesting about compensation now is it's so much more transparent. There's so much great, more data internally, externally. And, uh, and also some of the societal things we've, you know, here we've seen in the U.S., with Me Too, Love is Love, Black Lives Matter, all these things, and really kind of starting off with pay equity, you know, people actually caring deeply about, you know, making sure that we, I think the last last stat I read was like 71 cents on the dollar here in the United States, mm -hmm. uh, male to female. I hope it's better than that now, but what are your customers? What are they, what are they when they're coming to you, what are they trying to, reinventing themselves well you you brought up the word um transparency and that's that's probably one of my favorite words because even you know even as uh, as economics and 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 situations and geographies change over time companies are still struggling with uh with exactly this concept of transparency and you know you you said that you cannot mess up how you pay people if you if you want to immediately have an impact on how they feel about the company on performance it's uh, not paying them what they're expected to do and uh, what they're expecting to get and it's so hard to uh, it's so hard to get back to that so and, and it all comes down with transparency and it's still it's something that that companies are, are fundamentally struggling with um, you know you brought up the fact that some you know there's budgets there's line items in excel so they have all these systems in place and yet still, you know, they're still looking to excel to fill the gap between any of those systems. And, you know, the end result of that, there's no way to understand top to bottom how, how you're really paying if everything is so, is so segregated. And, you know, so, so pay equity is a, is, is a big piece of that. It's how do you, how do you really use all of that data to, to tell the correct story? And, you know, what, what what are all those underlying factors that are that are impacting the data? And you know that's where companies really struggle with is they can't they can't fully understand. It's not just about you know how do I pay my women versus how do I pay my males. It, it's there are all these other aspects that you need to include with how you're comparing it in order to come up with the true you know the true true wage gap and understand the underlying causes and and therefore understand how to fix it. So I think all of that can be bucketed into transparency is one of the biggest problems. Um, HR leaders and, and organizations as a whole uh, need to solve. It's it's interesting because you, you mentioned transformation probably three or four times. And one of the things I'm seeing transform just right kind of right in front of my eyes is recruiting and comp getting closer together, uh, <laughs> almost being forced in this, in this way, I would say, uh, because indeed, and in some of the larger job boards are starting to make it mandatory that uh, you put in a pay range or specific pay. And if not, they'll recommend a pay range or a pay. Um, so it's really interesting the way that indeed has changed their model 
that's now forcing two disparate silos that have historically never talked or rarely talked, I should say. And they're forcing them together because recruiters to recruit, you got to actually know what that range. If it it can't just be a budget from a hiring hiring manager anymore, it's got to actually be something that comes out of comp. Exactly. And this is something that, you know, if you if you want to eliminate pay gaps in your organization, you need to have a policy that defines pay linked to a certain job range and a certain job grade. It's a it's just a process driven approach to, mm-hmm. to how you manage it. You have a new a new role, a new headcount that comes up that comes out. You have priced that job according to the person that you're looking for. Whereas what we tend to do, even as hiring managers, we we tend to try to find the best candidate and then, you know, give them a bit more than what they made at their current job or previous job so that they're much more enticed to join. And as a result of that, you're creating these, you're creating these huge pay gaps that, uh, that, uh, that are just adding to, to disparities in, in how you pay. And so, you know, knowing that upfront and communicating that upfront, um, you know, you're, you're much, you're much less, uh, you're much less impacted or able to kind of stray away from that once it's been clearly defined. So I think it's a great, I think it's great movement. Yeah. It, again, this is a journey, right? And every, every one of your customers is on their own journey. Y'all are on a journey. Uh, every, everyone's on a different journey. Um, I wanted to ask you about analytics as it relates to transparency, especially when you start with somebody. No names, by the way. <laughs> it's not that you would, but no company names or brand names, but just when, you know, because I've often thought, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. When Me Too first started, I was shocked that people were shocked. So, because <laughs> I just assumed that people knew that these things happen in Hollywood and Silicon yeah. Valley. Like yeah. I, I was shocked that yeah. like, like what do you, well, why is everybody shocked? Like, are you kidding me? Men acting like pigs? Who's, who's shocked by this? Baby? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, I, I'm around a bunch of men. I mean, come on now. Who's shocked? Now I only say that to say, thinking about pay gaps and pay equity in particular is probably two lines of thought. Either, either the executives and the board really know, like they actually know that this is going on, they, they, they know, or they don't know. You know, and I mean, there's probably a spectrum, right? So those are the extremes. What, what are you seeing when, when someone first becomes a part of your family and takes you all on? What's their eyes get open? Transparency is, <laughs> if they didn't want it, now they got it. So there it is. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I've, I've had some, you know, sometimes during the sales process, I've had sales guys come to me and say, stop using transparency as a differentiator. This company does not want transparency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and this, that, that was a, that was a while ago. It's, it's, it's drastically changed, but, but yeah, you have the companies that are, you know, that are really leading the way um, that, that are, have taken it upon themselves to communicate externally, you know, not being forced by, by, by regulation or anything like that uh, in terms of pay fairness and and older DEI initiatives and you know so you have companies that have been that have been uh, forward thinking about this and and yes in the other case and and I see both you have other ones where you know you I, I ask the question you know do 
is pay equity an issue? Do you want to talk about that? How are you analyzing your data? And the response is, we know it's a problem and we don't even want to go there. So of course, the, you have you have both sides of the spectrum, but I think those those companies that said the, the latter, that's just not acceptable in today's society anymore. And, and all employees, they're holding their employer accountable for, you know, for having a, a good face and actions behind, you know, ESG initiatives and EI initiatives real ones so not not, not just stuff right. anymore so I, I think that that those examples are are going to change because society whether they want to or not society is going to force them and if they want to attract a new generation of workforce they're they're going to have to yeah it's, I, I concur um, and what I see is it's not even a new generation uh, I think you know I think it's actually what's what's really really been compelling about Millennials and Gen Z is they've transformed the the questions they get asked in the in the job hiring process, and they're asking societal questions. They're asking pay equity questions, and you know what's bled over. I mean, I, I have a, a friend of mine, sixty two years old, and he's interviewing for a job at Deloitte. And literally, the question I asked him what questions he was asking, and it was straight out of the uh, straight out of questions that we're talking about right now. It was fascinating. So. Uh, those companies that you know that that are trying to run from transparency are just dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They either transform or die. Exactly, and you know the last two years and the fact that it's mm-hmm. it's more difficult than ever to hire to hire workers mm-hmm. uh, and 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 find new employees. People just said, "I've had I've had enough." You know, I have values. Thank I care God. about these things. And, yeah, and <laughs> we're only 150 years late. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. well, yeah, we got to evolve somehow. So. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, turns out we're not as fast as we thought we were. We're just we're just really slow. Well, the, and, and like you, it's it's okay. for me, it's just shocking that we even speaking of evolution and how quickly we we you know we we, we evolve and progress. You know, look at technology and how that has changed so rapidly and shaped our lives. And we're still having this issue about, you know, can we please pay people fairly regardless of their background? It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. We we can we can create a, a driverless car. I was in Vegas uh, before the pandemic, and uh, Lyft asked me if I wanted to have a driverless car. I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't care. So I'm in Vegas, like what, what could possibly go wrong? So, uh, so I had a, I had a driverless car the entire time I was in Vegas. Like there was nothing in the front. There was nothing. It was, I was in the backseat of a BMW and there was nothing in the front. And it was like, hello, yeah. William. And it had a Spotify playlist on and I'm like, we can create this. Like, and like, that's gonna that's gonna be the norm, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ten years we, from now, you know, we can create what this. With the equity, and, and we somehow <laughs> can't pay. Uh, and we'll just make it simple: women and men. But you know, it goes much deeper, yeah. much much yeah. deeper than just that. Um, what are the metrics that that folks ask you about that they should be paying attention to? Um. It's a pretty broad range, and it depends yeah. on it depends on the type of user. So, you know, if I if I'm talking to a CHR or head of compound ben, it's it's about how do I get the full picture of mm. how how I'm paying and how is that broken down across different geographies, across different aspects like 
performance, like tenure? Um, how am I, you know, executive comp is of course a big piece of it uh, and, and retention around there. So how competitive are my pay packages against, against certain peer groups? Um, you know, where do I have issues? You know, it's so expensive to hire new people and replace people. Where do I potentially have issues in retention because of pay gaps? And how do I, you know, how do I mitigate that? So, you know, there's, there's one thing, how do I follow my process and make sure I'm doing it the right way? But then how do I use all of this information to preempt and make better decisions that's going to help my employees and help my organization in the future? I love that. I love that because it alerts them. You know, it, it's, it, uh, this is where the beauty of technology, it, it can connect dots that you can't connect as a human being. So when it alerts you like, yeah, that's out of the pay, that's out of the pay range. You know, there's that, that creates a pay inequity that creates co- compression issues down, down the road. Uh, I love that. I love that. Um, as you're a marketer and I'm a recovering marketer, um, I wanted to ask you kind of your favorite story or customer story without names, of course, just um, things where you've seen people use become and you're like, ah, that's why we created the company. That's awesome. Um, I think if, if I take a look at uh, one of our one of our clients, they it was a big, you know, big global chemical company and they were having a hard time. Uh, they were having a hard time keeping their executives. So they were having mm-hmm. high turnover and um, they realized that they had put in place this long-term incentive scheme that nobody understood because, you know, LTI plans can be, can be a bit complicated in terms of how things are, are, are vested and when and what the value is. And so, so they were having huge retention issues. And it wasn't until they realized that, that they had no way of, of transparently communicating these type of rewards to, to their critical employees. So fundamentally, they felt that they were being underpaid and they were leaving and going, going to other places. So I think what, what continues to shock me over and over again is the the impact when an employee doesn't understand why they're paid and what they're paid the impact that it has it's 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 just huge and if there's any perception of you know this isn't fair compared to my colleague regardless of if it's correct or not they 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 will leave the company uh, and 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 for me that's huge and i don't think I don't think companies spend enough time teaching their employees about comp and, and how to understand it and, and really speak about it. Um, you know, everyone was always historically so afraid to, you know, be open about what, what you pay across all levels of the organization. But, you know, by not talking about it, you're just creating this, these perceptions that are, that are wrong and, and people feel bad about it and it, it really impacts the company. So I think that, that, yeah continues to, to be surprising. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is, is some of the things that we see here in the States is total compensation. It's, it's creating kind of a report for the employees and just walking them line by line. Like, okay, here's your benefits. Here's what, you know, here are all the bonuses. Here's all of your total comp. It isn't just salary, which is what we've been trained historically to look at is just, yeah. okay, what's my base yeah. salary, which is great, but that's not your total compensation. That's not the whole story. And and I have a good story there. So I had a, uh, we had a, um, uh, we were working with someone um, from a, a large tech company and, and he came to me and said, you know, I really want to come work for you guys. And I said, ah, there's no way we, we were at the time, you know, smaller kind of startup scale up. I said, we're not going to pay you the same type of salary that you get. And 
He said, yeah, but it's, it's really, it's really not that much. So I'm pretty sure you guys can match it. So he went away for, and it took two weeks and two weeks later, he came back and he was like, wow, I had no idea what they were, what they were paying for me. I think I'm going to stay, you know? <laughs> so it wasn't, it was the act of leaving that, that led them to go and investigate. And this was at, you know, one of the, the, this was a very reputable technology yeah. company and they still could, could not provide that, that concept of the total reward statement to their employees. You'd think it again, you'd think we'd be more advanced than we are right now. And, <laughs> and, and again, it's, you know, there's for the audience, it's, you know, this, this theme of transparency and transformation, and, you know, again, you, you, we have, there's, these are choices that we make uh, in HR and recruiting that we can either be transparent uh, or not. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you is kind of like your favorite buying questions. And is, you know, I, I know that you get asked from sales folks, but you've also been on probably a fair share of demos yourself. Um, what do you love? Like you just automatically know that they get it. You know, like you're just like, okay, they, they, this, yes, it'll close and all that other stuff, but they, they get it. They actually really, really want what we're doing. And the opposite is also something I want to find out. Like, when do you know, yeah, this is, this is, this is going to be pushing a boulder up a hill. The, the painful emotions yes. of software sales. Yes. Um, it's, it, it's, uh, I'm going to be a bit vague and not by meaning, but it's like when you know, you know, and it's, it's, it's really like a, it, it's a partnership. You know, you feel it. It's uh, you feel that you have sponsorship. You feel that the people in the room are open to choosing the, the best and the right technology to solve their problem, um, which is not often the case. You know, we're, we're going head to head against big HR suites like uh, SuccessFactors and Workday and, and Oracle. And, you know, you have a head of IT in the room who only wants to have one, you know, Oracle first or SAP first. And it's it's really painful because it's a it's it's that uphill battle of of you have the business users you have to convince but then you have you know people who are pushing against it for whatever for whatever reason where they don't want to make it work so you know that that's 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 a bit where you feel like you you have a challenge but when you know when you you really feel that you're in a partnership with the right people who want the right technology and you don't necessarily have to teach them the business case. They know it. Um, that, uh, that certainly makes the job uh, much, much easier and, and much more enjoyable versus, you know, when you, when you feel that pushback and, and you feel the rigidity, it's like, but this, it's a two-way street. You know, we want to make you successful, but, you know, it, it, it has to work hand in hand. So, you know, we always looked at our, our customers like this is. Who, who do we, we also need to feel that there's a right fit. And in some cases it, it just wasn't. And, you know, you, you walk away and you move on. Last question on the partnership. Is that more in the, in the people that are running total compensation or is that in, in HR or again, in sales and finance? Like where, where do you find most of your, your greatest partnerships? I think it's going to be, it depends on the scope of the project, but right. um, for sure it's going to be the, the head of company then. Um, the CHRO, um, mm-hmm. the CPO, and a chief people officer um, in some cases. But uh, it's, you know, you need buy-in for such an enterprise solution. You need buy-in across the board. And, and you know, when they really understand what they can gain by having such a, such a tool in place, it's, uh, 
uh, the relationship already starts pretty positively. Well, and this is a board uh, today, at least it's, it's become a board level discussion around compensation, which is not just their compensation. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, but every, everyone, another discussion. Comp- yeah, that is a, that's another <laughs> podcast right there, but it's, uh, but, but literally it's, it's what I find fascinating is, is board calls now have a line item around compensation, which, you know, two or three years ago, we didn't see that. Um, and so I like that because again, I think if they're talking about it, it gets pushed down and it becomes prioritized, which, which helps everybody. So exactly. And I, I feel like this, especially, you know, these issues that came up out of nowhere, like, you know, all of a sudden we have people resigning that we didn't expect. And in order mm-hmm. to hire people, we have to, you know, pay 20, 30% more, we have to deal with inflation. So all of a sudden, all these things were, were happening. And I think it, it, by default, kind of pushed pushed up the level of of, of comp and ban and 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 CHRO in this discussion at the table at the board because people really understand that these are critical issues that they need to fix that have an impact on every objective that the company is trying to achieve. That's right. Can't get to those initiatives. Don't have the people if you don't do comp yeah, the way it's supposed exactly. to be done. You won't have the people. <laughs> some of this is simple to kind of put the uh, the math yeah. to. Uh, Tanya, thank you so much for your time. I know you're crazy busy, but especially given, <laughs> the, given the news. Days. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, happy um, to talk to you. But you're doing wonderful work and, and I just appreciate your time. All right. Well, thanks a lot, William. I appreciate your time as well and look forward to uh, uh, looking forward to, to hear the, the release. Awesome. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting uh, Daily Podcast. In- You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.